Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Hour two of the Clay Edwards Show live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. I'm sitting here in the studio with another, another fine gentleman that's asking for your vote tomorrow. It's a little different. This one's from Madison County, and this is for Constable, and uh, we're calling it Taco Tuesday. I got Taco Johnson here in the studio with me. Taco, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I guess his government name, Richard Johnson, but Taco is on the ballot. That's right. I I still think that's great. (laughs) Well, when you... When you uh, get that nickname when you're in the third grade and uh, some people that you have lived in the community with throughout your life and they uh, they refer to you as Taco, <laughs> you got to go by it. Hey, you know, look, your nickname picks you. You don't pick your nickname. That's and right. and they, just, they stick when they stick. That's right. Hey, I, the, we all wanted a cool nickname. When we were young, and none of us, none, the cooler you wanted your nickname to be, the the worse it was. But I mean, look, we all love tacos. So, I mean, I think it's universally you've grown into a great nickname. Oh well, what's been going on since the last time you were in here, brother? You've been out doing the stomp. Yes, sir. I have walked neighborhoods, tried to knock on every door, um, just trying to uh, have the opportunity to meet everyone and share uh, my law enforcement background with them. Uh, so pass it on my push card to him whenever I knock on the door and uh, had some pretty good feedback. Yeah, I mean, we've been getting a lot of it out there in, in my neck of the woods and Brandon, a lot of the, the door knocking and stuff. And what a great opportunity to to get to meet somebody at your front door and get to know them, ask them some questions. I, I, I love it. Growing up and having stayed in Jackson as long as I did, they didn't come by and knock on our doors. You know, these guys didn't. And not once. In my 40-something years there, did a politician knock on my door after the time I was old enough to vote? Yeah, I I had quite a few um, tell me. They said, man, I'm 42 years old or 44 or whatever, several of them. And they're like, nobody has ever knocked on my door. And and I would just introduce myself and share my law enforcement background with them. And a lot of them have – other questions a lot of them say thank you and that's the end of it but some of them sit there and talk to me for 10 minutes and want to know my my more in-depth law enforcement career than what's on that push card that's good stuff let's talk about that a little bit for the people that didn't hear us last time we were here uh tell tell people your law enforcement background and what makes you the best man for this job well, uh, when I graduated high school, I knew what I wanted to do, so I went to uh, Delta State and got a bachelor, bachelor of Science in Criminal Justice degree and uh, and started my law enforcement career right after that, um, actually during the time I was getting my degree. 
And I started off as a deputy sheriff in Madison County, where I served for about nine years. I've also been a conservation officer with the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And I'm currently a senior investigator with the Mississippi Attorney General's Office, where I've been for the last 14 years. And nine out of those 14 years, I've been on a federal task force where we target violent crimes. So I've I've investigated just about everything from or worked everything from traffic to game and fish to bank robberies, narcotics, kidnappings, and violent crimes against children, and that's uh, that's actually what I specialize in right now. Uh, that, and that that's a huge movement with movies like Sound of Freedom and stuff coming out, and people seeing what's really going on with this child sex trafficking and and all that. So I I think that's a hot topic right now. Thank God it's getting some attention that it deserves, and. <clears throat> These are things you'll still be able to help participate in. Yes, sir. That's uh, that's my goal. Uh, you know, as constable, you you are um, in in like District Three. I'm running for constable in District Three, but I'm I'll be responsible for attending court hearings that are held by the Justice Court Judge of District Three. I'll be the bailiff in there, uh, and I will also hand down the judgments and serve all civil and criminal papers. But the way Madison County does it, they have um, four judicial districts. So each judge and constable rotate court one week out of the month. So the third week out of the month, uh, the constable of District 3 is in court. Um, But in addition to that, uh, I want to – I rescued – I rescue on average 18, between 18 and 22 children a year. Um, and then I also get out in the schools and go talk to the parents, the teachers, and the students on Internet safety. And uh, and, and I want to continue to do that. Um, I think that's important. And I, I really feel like I've made a difference over the last 14 years working these types of crimes. And just... Let's just clear one thing up here and get it on the record again here, because I know that your opponent is, um, or people in his camp, or whatever they're they're saying that you're going to be a part time constable, and clear that up for us. Will you be a part time constable, or will you be a full time constable? I will be full time, and I think it's kind of ironic that I'm the only candidate in this constable race that has been a full time law enforcement officer for 25 years. And now I'm running for an elected position, and uh, and there's accusations that I will be a part-time constable. I've, I've never done anything part-time in law enforcement. So you will be resigning from the AG's office? Yes, and sir. full-time District 3 constable? That's correct. Well, I, you know, that should clear that up. We got, him, we got him on record here saying that this ain't no part-time. This is going to be full-time, 100% committed. Um. I want to circle back to something about you said the child sex trafficking and stuff. <clears throat> I had a friend of mine's daughter who got hung up on some text messaging and some this, that, and the other not too long ago. And <clears throat> I, I was trying to explain to him about a story. And I think everybody should go listen to this story. You're probably familiar with it. It was 20 years ago in Arkansas. A girl named Casey Woody had started. This is, this is in the AOL chat room days. This is pre-MySpace. You know, started chatting with a guy in California. Thought it was her age, and he came to Arkansas. He kidnaps this girl, kills her. Her dad's the sheriff there, by the way. Okay. When this happens, he kills her. They find him in a in a portable building in his van. He's killed her, raped and killed her, and then killed himself. 
This is the, to me, this is one of the early stories of this internet, the troubles with the internet and children. And I pulled it back up and I sent him that story. And I'm just telling everybody else this because I don't want to miss the opportunity. If you're ever, you, if you're ever having any situation like that with your child, and uh, Taco mentioned teaching kids the importance of internet dangers and whatnot, Google the Casey Woody story, and it's K I K A C I E Woody. Uh, from Arkansas and make your kids, you know, especially your young daughters, make them watch this and read it. And I think it will help go a long way as to explaining why and just how dangerous uh, meeting folks on the Internet and swapping pictures and doing all this other kind of stuff, what it can lead to. That's right. Uh, and and I'm telling my age here, too, uh, you know, I'm certified uh, in online uh undercover chat and advanced online undercover chat and uh when i first got trained in it we used aol that's that's uh yeah there there were people still doing it on aol then but now but that goes to your experience and you've you've been you're not just skydiving into what tiktok or snapchat or whatever the popular thing is now you, you you've transitioned with it since day one that's why i'm good at social media i was on it from day one that's correct we've we've and and one great thing of being uh in the schools and educating them about the dangers of the internet is that also helps me keep up to date on on these uh applications they're using to um communicate with each other and so they're constantly changing every day so you know whereas it was aol back then and then it's kick and then it's you know TikTok and all this other stuff now. Yeah, there's so many. I, you know, and of course there's the dating apps, but that's kind of a whole different ball game there. But as far as just these supposed to be minors talking to other minors and kids and stuff that these adults are infiltrating, it it is sad, man. I tell you, um, we live in a strange day and age where uh, they try to normalize pedophilia and. And all these things, calling them maps, minor attracted people, trying to take the, trying to dull the edge of that knife some, and it's it's one of the greatest problems of this generation. It is, and um, how can a constable help with that exactly? Well, the constable has full police powers. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's got constable duties that he has to take care of by, like I said earlier, uh, attending court and mm-hmm. serving all of his papers in a timely manner, but um. A constable can be act as a liaison, uh, and and the the agencies around here. I, I've been working the violent crimes against children so long. Um, I, I've worked cases with Madison County Sheriff's Department. They've called me. I've worked them with um, Madison Police Department. Um, I've worked them with Ridgeland. I've worked them. Uh, I've worked cases here in Flora. Um, and it's just something that I can share my knowledge with them. And I, and I still have, have the authority to work the cases. Um, and, uh, and, and that's what I want to do. It's kind of like, uh, if, if you, if you go to a doctor and you got a cold and then you got back pain and you got, they refer you to this specialist. So you can't go get it all done at one place no one-stop shop yeah I, I can do it all i've done it all i mean i've been a game warden i've been a deputy sheriff i've been a 
uh, a senior investigator for the last 14 years, and I'm a certified investigator through the state of Mississippi as well. Got all types of training. Uh, I've been doing continued uh, education and training uh, since I started my career in 1998 uh, to present. So you mentioned getting into the schools and talking to kids. Is is, is there not a lot of that going on now? I mean, there's some, but but I'm responsible for, um, in my capacity now, in the law enforcement uh, position I'm in now, we, we cover the state. Now, I've worked cases uh, throughout the United States and internationally, but the schools we go to to educate the children, it, it could be statewide. Me as constable, I can focus all my efforts on Madison County, the, the county that I grew up in and I raised my family in and I'm going to retire in. So that's that's the main goal. I don't want to abandon the child exploitation and the violent crimes against children completely. I, I want to focus the efforts of that in this county and, and also fulfill my constable duties. I can do all of that. I mean, that, I, I plan to be a full-time constable. I'll have plenty of time to do it. Yeah. You know, I, I would think that if you commit to that full time, that there's enough hours in the day to handle your constable duties and do some real law enforcement work. That's right. I've worked uh, 20 hour days yeah. in, in law enforcement. Um, the first 10 years of my career, I never had a weekend or holiday off. Man, you know, I'm glad we're going to take a break. When we come back, though, I would like for you to reset the story for I think it was your birthday. And talking about the sacrifices that your families make. It was Father's Day. Father's Day. Yeah. I, I would, I'd like to reset that story for people that didn't hear it last time. I'll tell you the kind of sacrifice this man and his family makes so they can help with these uh, child sex traffic victims or domestic victims and stuff of that nature. It's going to be a good story. Y'all going to want to hear this. This is the Clay Edwards Show, joined here in the studio by District 3 Madison County Constable Candidate. Richard Taco Johnson, hoping for a big Taco Tuesday tomorrow at the polls. We'll be right back on WYAB. We are back live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. I'm with Richard Taco Johnson. He is asking for your votes tomorrow. Let's make it a big Taco Tuesday in Madison County with Taco Johnson. Taco is on the ballot, so you should be easy to remember. District 3 Constable. Uh, he's going to be your man. Hey, so I've been asking folks that I interviewed this. It's something I've been hot to trot about for the last few weeks. I'm tired of I'm tired of politics as usual. I'm tired of seeing pictures of everybody's families and where they go to church and this, that, and the other. What I want to know, but Clay Edwards wants to know, and I believe I speak for the majority. Day one, what is Taco Johnson going to do when he's sworn in? Well, you know, the constable position is a little different than these other positions. Sure. Uh, the constable is responsible for um, providing his own vehicle and all of his gear. Uh, the board of supervisors are only required to buy you a blue light and uh, and two uniforms. Now they they do provide more than that, but um, so. If I'm elected, I will start getting those kind of things in motion. But, um, but of course, day one, I will be in the court. Um, and, uh, it, you know, if it's my week, 
but uh, I will also be patrolling uh, the neighborhoods in my district, and I will be available for anyone that needs me. I will assist all the law enforcement agencies. Um, I've I've been here 25 years as a full-time law enforcement officer. Uh, I've never left the state of Mississippi to to work any other law enforcement job in a different state or anything. So I, I've pretty much centered my whole whole career around this metro area because this is where i reside and this is uh and and the the crime is imported here to me so i will continue to do that and uh and i mean you know i think that's so important what you just said right there um that the crime in this area is important to you and that's the way i feel and that's where i think if more people felt that way that we'd all be better off um, when when you stay and you live somewhere and you stay to fight crime in that area or become a political leader in that area, you didn't move over here and decide that oh I you know I don't like the way this is going. I think I can make a difference, and that's great. Don't get me wrong, but it's just something about homegrown folks staying and making a difference where they grew up. I see it over in Pearl with Mayor Jake Wyndham. You yes. know when somebody loves their their community that's right and just the special attention it gets and understanding all the minutiae of how all the different areas work and it it just it makes a difference to me it does and and you know 25 years ago when i made the commitment to law enforcement I, i got in this profession to make a difference to um to keep this community safe and um I've done it for 25 consecutive years, and it is still just as important to me as it was the first day I put that badge on. Absolutely. Um, And, again, I wish I could have – the demographics uh, changed so much in Jackson that, you know, I I can't do anything there. You know, unfortunately, you know, it's past the point of Clay Edwards being able to make a difference there. So I respect people who have the opportunity to still do that. And, and make a difference, and it sounds like that's what you're planning on doing. Hey, we were talking off air a little bit. Uh, well, actually, what? Let's circle back. I told people we we're going to hit them with a story real quick. Father's Day, talking about the sacrifices that your family's made for you to be able to get out here and do these things. Tell us about your daughters. Well, um, I'm a single dad, and um, I've got a great family. So I have, uh, in the position that I've been in, um, as far as a investigator for the last 14 years i i am if if we have any type of kidnapping or uh a child in imminent danger um we we could get called out to go uh in the middle of the night to go uh start investigating this case minutes matter right um so there was one father's day that my children, they, my, I've got two daughters, and they were going to cook me dinner, and uh, they had been preparing it all day, and uh, we we just had a big Father's Day, or they had a big Father's Day plan for me, and uh, I just sat down. They they were fixing my plate, and uh, I sat down at the table, and my phone rang. Uh, we had a kidnapping. And I was going to have to uh, leave immediately. Um, and I, I looked at my daughters and I said, look, that's work. And this wasn't the first time. This this just because I missed all kinds of Christmas mornings and Thanksgiving and all that. But this one just rings out. 
Um, and and I said, girls, I'm so sorry. I, I've got to go do this. Um, and they're like, Dad, look, if we were missing, we would want you looking for us. That family needs you. Um, so this food will be here. We will be here when you get back, and you go, you go find that child. And I came home, and they had gotten a little uh, little picture frame thing that said, uh, we will always be your little girls, and you will always be our hero. So, you know, it's just the sacrifices. It, having a great family is what us law enforcement officers it drives us to, you know, I mean, yeah, I want to, I leave my kids to go rescue a child mm-hmm. and my kid. And of course I know my kids are safe, but they, they work their little tails off for that dinner. And, uh, and they, they didn't dad, you always do that. That I'd heard nothing like that. They, they, they praised me. And then said that they were proud to have me as their father. So, absolutely. Look, I talk about it on this show a lot. You know, we support law enforcement to the as much as anybody possibly can here. And one of the things I, I, lo- I love to make sure I mention uh, to people that may be listening is the sacrifice that the families of law enforcement make. You know, because it is not a normal job, and it's so hard to be able for law enforcement to be able to compartmentalize, to be able to walk in the house and t- cut cut the cop switch off and cut the dad or husband switch on and not have the bleed over and the negativity or the PTSD from something you may have seen that day or gosh dang with what you do with the child sex trafficking stuff and all of that some of the things you may see and the photos for evidence that you may just all that stuff to be able to go home and compartmentalize somewhat so you don't drive your family crazy right it, it's got to be difficult it's just on the little minute level i do things you know being mad every morning about stuff being able to cut that <laughs> switch off when i get around my daughter my girlfriend my family you know so i'm not dragging all that into my personal life you know i couldn't imagine um what law enforcement go through and it just shows your demeanor uh your ability to focus on the task at hand and i think that's going to go a long way with you as the next constable in district three uh, we were talking about stories. I tell you what, I don't want to have to cut the story short. Okay. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll have a little extra time. We're with Taco Johnson. We've got a great, I say a great story, uh, a story of just how great is not the right word, but it's a great example of just how quick a child can get plucked and put into prostitution and everything and uh, some of the things that maybe you can look out for. But uh, we got Taco Johnson, Richard Taco Johnson here. He's asking for your vote tomorrow, Tuesday, August 8th. Let's make it a Taco Tuesday out there in Madison County, District 3. He's running for constable. We got another 30 minutes with him here on the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB. And hey, look, if you missed any of this, the podcast will be available. I'm doing two different ones today one for Archie from the first hour, and one for Mr. Taco here the second hour. Uh, get them shared. If, you, uh, if you're supporting Taco, get the podcast shared. Let people hear this story. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. I'm joined here live on the Clay Edwards Show, WYAB this morning, by Richard Taco Johnson. He needs you to get out tomorrow to the polls and vote Taco. Vote Taco tomorrow, District 3, Madison County, Constable. Taco, you want to take a call? Want to take a phone call? 
I don't know. I tell you what, we, no blind calls this morning. Uh, I want to get into a different story here. Let's um, let's tell the story. I tell you what, we were going to do for one, but you told me this one off air about Harry Potter. I think this is a very interesting and, and look. It's it's relevant not just because it's an interesting interesting story. It's relevant because a lot of our kids are in these uh Facebook groups and these social circles online, these chat rooms where they're fans of a Harry Potter or a Star Wars. And I bet you right now it's a Barbie phenomenon, you know. And there's there's pedophiles that leech off this stuff. They live for it. Most of them are the moderators in these kind of groups. And they're pretending to be kids, and they're not. They're trying to get your kid to come meet up with them. Tell us about this one with Harry Potter. Well, we had this uh, 12-year-old girl playing World of Warcraft and was communicating with other players. And um, and so this, end of, this individual uh, ends up uh, getting her to tell him where she lives and... Of course, he he just tells her that he's from Alabama, and so after playing for a while and communicating and chatting, they think this girl thinks he's uh, this guy is her friend. So is he, he is he pretending to be younger for her? Do we know that, or is he just obviously he looks like Harry Potter, so he clearly looks young, right? He's you know um, he some of them portray themselves as younger but of course she's 12 and she's knowing he's driving and all this stuff so of course she she knows he's older but um um so anyway but she's innocent you know she's not thinking of the things that this guy's thinking about so he ends up coming across the state line comes into uh north mississippi and meets her uh, out in the she lives out in the country and the only thing around there was a church and so they meet at this church she goes over there and uh because they extra, exchange phone numbers and all that and um she goes over there and he ends up getting her to um uh do f- sexual favors to him and she gets scared and and runs off and runs through the woods and gets back to her house and tells her grandmother and all we have to go on is he was in a Nissan Versa and he looked like Harry Potter so we ended up uh of course we found out and we knew he was from Alabama so we looked into tracking all of the Nissan Versas that crossed over the state line during that time frame and pulled um, driver's license information from the registered owners and family members to try to uh, figure out who this individual was. And we we found a Harry Potter lookalike. So uh, we ended up uh, doing a line, getting a lineup and um, and and took it to this young lady and and we had like six or eight Harry Potter look lookalikes and she picked out the uh one of the individuals so so from finding the verses that across the state line to process of elimination of driver's license family members so on and so forth you find a guy that you can sit there and say okay he looks enough like harry potter let's get him in a lineup with some other harry potter lookalikes she picked him out deadpanned him got him uh identified him we um the partner that i had working that this case with me at the time we went into alabama 
and were able to track him down and arrested him, and he has been prosecuted and is is currently serving time right now. Man, I tell you, and I, I like to hear these stories. A, I mean, I don't know if it's a happy ending, but the people are in jail. But it tells people, it gives another people an alley to be paying attention for that you may think, oh, they're safe in this chat room. You know, I don't have, you know, they're just talking about World of, World of Warcraft. That's a, that's a game, right? Yeah. Yeah, World of Warcraft. Um, what have I got to worry about? Well, I just, you know, I'm not, not to throw the baby out with the bathwater here and cast too wide of a net. I just have suspicions about grown-ups that are still playing these kind of things. Grown-ups that, you know, got a big Star Wars collection. Grown-ups that got a big Harry Potter collection. Lord of the Rings. People who are obsessed with these childhood-type things constantly um, it, that, that end up being putting them around a bunch of kids all the time. And Look, I love the Comic-Con stuff and all that, too. But there's a lot of questionable things that these. You could probably set up a sting operation at a Comic-Con to get about all the pedophiles. You could <laughs> enough pedophiles to fill a bus. But, again, that's just Clay Edwards' opinion. Um, you had another story. Let's talk about runaways. Okay. All right. So one of these urban legends that go around here, I've brought this up on the show before. One of these urban legends around here is that uh, if you're at a Walmart and you come back out and there's a sh- and there's a piece of string tied to your door handle, you're you're just gonna get uh, sex trafficked. That first off, that don't make any sense. And you said not even that. But in your 20 years or so doing this, you've never seen anything like people in a white van and throwing people in and turn them into prostitutes either. Right. So where do the overwhelming majority of sexually trafficked people come from? The runaways. Um, and I've got an example of that real quick case I worked. Uh, runaway from the coast. She's talking to a guy on Facebook Messenger and is uh, – I mean, it's her friend, but she doesn't know the guy. And she gets him to come pick her up from uh, Waveland on the coast and drives her to Wiggins. She hangs out in Wiggins for a day or two, ends up getting a ride up to Hattiesburg. She's walking down the street in Hattiesburg, and an individual uh, rides by and sees her. And um, it it happens to be a, a guy that is into um, – prostituting young ladies out and they know what to look for they're professionals and he recognizes this as a potential victim for him so he rolls the window down and is charming and asks her if she needs a ride and uh, ends up getting her in the vehicle and he calls uh one of the older females that he has recruited that is already actively uh, uh in the prostitution and says hey i've got one i need you you've got to come uh come help me and i want you to show her what to do well this girl was like and that was the bottom girl i mean i understand that, 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 that the bottom b that, you know, that that's there yeah I, I know i know the pimp terminology yep you're right so uh he was calling the bottom to to come train her and so this girl was like a 14 i believe um the runaway yes so they end up going to Grenada, um, get a hotel room, and they work for a day or two. Then they go up to Batesville, work for a day or two. And, and now this guy is driving from Hattiesburg every day. He leaves them at this hotel, drives back down to Hattiesburg uh, to stay the night, drives back up the next day, collects money from them, 
the, the money that they made, and they end up in Oxford. Um, so they he's after like four days of them living out of hotel rooms, making him money. He decides to take them to a, a nail salon. So they're in this nail salon, and it's uh, it's this runaway that is fourteen years old, the bottom, and another female that uh, that they had recruited along the way. Now she was an adult, but um, they notice the nail salon workers notice that this individual is following these young ladies around and holding their phones and ordering them around. And when they have to go to the restroom, he follows them to the restroom and. So she picks the phone up and dials nine one one. Boy, look something, see something, say something. Yeah, I mean it was it was a red flag to her. So yeah. she dialed nine one one, told Oxford Police Department what what she had going on, and of course they send a unit out and uh, we're you know a step behind them. So they contact the federal agency that I that I have been on a task force with, and um, me and another investigator start working on the case and we end up tracking them all the way down to baton rouge where we were able to recover this uh 14 year old runaway and um we ended up arresting the individual and he uh, he got sentenced to 50 years for trafficking these young ladies but that's the majority of our trafficking i have not worked one where the van came through walmart and loaded up underage and yeah. took them i'm not saying it wouldn't happen but it's it di- had disenfranchised runaways st- stuff of that nature you know so we tell you these stories you may be saying well clay what does this have to do with constable in madison county well i tell you these stories because i want you to understand who the man is and what his passions are and basically it's a warning shot to anybody in madison county that may be thinking about taking advantage of children or being a sexual predator there's a man about to, Lord willing, in the creek don't rise. There's a man about to be on the prowl that knows what he's looking for, that knows how to spot these things, that's going to be in the schools talking to the children about the things to look out for, not not ridiculous Internet uh, nonsense of door st- strings on door handles and parking lots and white vans. going to tell you, you know, what kids need to be looking out for, but the dangers of the Internet, social media, running away, all these type things. That's Taco Johnson, the guy sitting across from me. It's going to be Taco on the ballot tomorrow for a big Taco Tuesday in District 3 of Madison County. Uh, Taco, I know Sheriff Tucker's fully supporting you. Tell people that may not know off the top of their head, what does District 3 encompass? It is um, the corner of Catlett Road and Highway 22 is uh, the northeast corner. And so it it has Lake Caroline, follows follows Catlett Road south to Stribling Road Extension, and it's got everything west of uh, Catlett Road. It gets to Stribling Road Extension and runs east and has everything south of Stribling Road Extension. Runs all the way to the interstate, runs down the inter- interstate into Madison, and it, it makes a horseshoe around summer tree so it, it does not have summer tree but it goes on down into cypress lake so it has the uh, cypress lake and and it goes west from there from caroline down to cypress lake and west all the way west of flora so it has flora 
Lake Lorman, Lake Cavalier, Ashbrook, Johnstone, Ridgefield, all the neighborhoods in Gluckstadt area, Beltair, Ingleside. I mean, it, it's a very populated residential area. Absolutely. Good stuff. All right, let's take a break real quick. Going to come back, land the plane with Taco Johnson one more time. Probably going to hear more than that. But one more time, this break, this segment, Taco Johnson tomorrow, August 8th. That's what he's here for today. He's asking for your vote. Get out there tomorrow, pull the lever, or insert the paper, however you do it nowadays, for uh, Taco Johnson, District 3, Madison County Constable. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'll be right back to land the plane for the day. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We've got a little more time here. We've got about three minutes with Richard Taco Johnson. He's running for Constable right out there in Madison County, District 3. He's going to be full-time, y'all. Don't believe the hype. My man here going to be full-time, going to be stepping down from his job at the AG's office. If Lord willing and the creek don't rise, he wins this thing tomorrow. So you know you're going to have a full-time man on the job out there in District 3. Taco? I will, and, and I plan to continue to be, like you said, a full-time law enforcement officer, and I will be focusing all of my efforts on Madison County, keeping it safe by patrolling, uh, fulfilling my constable duties and and doing extra things by educating the the children parents and teachers on online safety and uh and i just want everybody in madison county to know that if you vote for me and i get elected you're going to hear positive things about me and you're you're going to be proud that i'm your constable so i just want everybody i done everything i could to try to knock on doors share my law enforcement experience and share what i have to offer and uh and i just you know i hope that that tomorrow is it's gonna be taco tuesday either way but i want it to sure enough be taco tuesday Uh, absolutely (laughs) but man i think you've ran a great campaign obviously it doesn't affect me i'm not i don't live out that way but I, i i got a lot of friends that do i see the signs everywhere um, I think you, you've done a heck of a job. I know you've stomped. You've done all the events. You've done everything that a candidate can do. I mean, the, the you you got given a blueprint and you followed it. And it's going to be uh, looking forward to seeing you succeed tomorrow. I'll be pulling for you from out there in uh, Brandon. <laughs> so hope I got I got several friends that are in the race. We're going to be doing a uh, election special here tomorrow with uh, Sean York Karani. He's going to be in the studio with me. So we'll be uh, following the races early, you know, getting the vibe from the polls and all that stuff. And I, look, and I know a lot of people. And just in closing here, Taco, thank you for coming in. In closing, I've got I know I've gotten a lot of messages, and a lot of texts, and a lot of why aren't you talking about this concerning the Rankin County Goon Squad stuff? Tomorrow we will be talking about that in depth for two full hours, as well as covering our election stuff. So if uh, if that if you're waiting on that, we'll, we will revisit that tomorrow. In the meantime, if you missed any of this show, you, of course you can check it out on the podcast. Just search Clay Edwards Show wherever you download music, podcast, and all that stuff. It will be posted there here by 10 o'clock. I'll have two different episodes, one with David Archie from the first hour and the second hour here with Richard Taco Johnson. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Miss Allison Noe is next. Tharp. Miss Allison Tharp is next. See you tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide 
and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show. And check out all things Clay Edwards at ClayEdwardsShow.com for shirts and more. Peace.